Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Comic Book Legion podcast. I do apologize if this volume is way too loud. I moved my setup around and I may have messed up the volume here, but I, I, you know what? I'm just going to leave this in. I'm, 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 I'm a little tired, but a little groggy. And, you know, I just want to talk about a book. I was going to do a Q&A. But it doesn't look like I had too many questions uh, on the actual uh, Comic Book Legion Twitter account. But what I did have is questions from Tony and our uh, co-host, Mark, because he is not here today. He is actually spending some quality family time at Disney World. And so I took it upon myself to say, hey. You know what? Maybe I'll do a Q&A. And the questions that I had received were uh, from both Mark and Tony regarding this great book that I have been reading. A great comic book known as Invincible. Now, uh, they haven't dropped it yet, but they will drop it soon. On the comic book rundown, I actually uh, guessed on their show and we talked about volume one. This, I'm not going to be doing a review, I'm going to be answering questions uh, from Tony and Mark, and then I'll go ahead and just do a overall, like, hey, this is why I like this book. But, the first question uh, is from Tony, if Invincible was part of the DC Universe, what team would he be on? Now, when Invincible is starts, really, uh, I believe Mark Grayson is actually uh, in high school. So he's a teenager. He is still learning. uh, But he fills some pretty big shoes, and we'll get into that later. But I would say, because of that, I would say he would probably be in the Titans. I think he is a little too old to be a teen Titan, but that, you know, doesn't really matter. Uh, in that case, I feel like the, the Teen Titans are, like, very young teens, like, 13 through probably 16, and then 17 through, like, I would say 25 are Titans. Um, so I would say he's he's a Titan. I would say he would be a part of the Titans. Uh, I think he would have a great dynamic uh, partnership. I think they would bump heads, but I think he would have a really good team dynamic with the uh, Dick Grayson, excuse me. Um, I think that uh, him and Starfire would get along pretty well. Um, I don't know how that love triangle would go with him <laughs> and Dick and Corey, uh, but and uh, Mark asks, from what you have read, where do you rank Invincible? And I don't know if anybody saw this. Uh, I just finished volume 8, volume 7. I think it's volume 8. I I do need to double check. Let me to kill some time with this episode by myself. I will actually double check this. I finished... I finished 47 issues. And I think that's a total of 7 freaking volumes. But, like I said, I want to double check just to be sure... And I've been really, really, really enjoying this book. 
Um, well, where is it, guys? Where I, I know that I did, in fact, talk a bunch about it this week. And that's the thing. For, for me, what I've been doing is I've been reading one volume each day. There are some times where I read two volumes. But from what I see here, I talk a lot on Twitter. I apologize. Volume 8. So the first compendium, issues 1 through 47, uh, is volume 8. Like one through eight, so I've I've finished that completely in its entirety, and I said on Twitter I, I went ahead and uh, said this publicly, but I also uh, tagged Robert Kirkman. I said, underst- I understand that I read the last fourteen chapters. I read the last fourteen chapter uh, issues. Sorry, because I had heard that Invincible was ending. So I was like, okay, well, Invincible was always a book that I wanted to get to. So I'm going to start collecting the single issues now. Uh, And so I collected and read the last 14 issues without any context. Yeah, I was lost, but there was a lot of action. I really liked it. I really enjoyed what I was seeing. So I knew that I would eventually read Issues 1 through, I think at that point, was 130. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so going through Volumes 1 through 8 in one week has been phenomenal. So I said, I understand that I've read the last 14 issues of Invincible. I know how this series ends, but I can't help but get anxious every time I read an issue. Robert Kirkman, this series is so good. I may even say perfect. Currently, starting issue 45. That's what I said last night. Uh, but since then, I have finished uh, all the way through 47. Uh, Mark, if I had to say where I would rank this, um, I would genuinely have to say easily top five. Uh, top five comics I have ever read. Um, and here's the reason why. So, we are clearly growing with Mark, with with Mark Grayson, uh, from when he doesn't have powers, from when he gains his powers, we're learning about his uh, family, his friends, his love life, all of this, from high school to college, and we get a lot of information but we also get tiny little things, these tiny little things, which is great because we see like I, I'm looking at it now, very first issue. We see this dude that is basically uh, I called on the comic book rundown uh, the uh, uh, freaking goodwill version of Colossus as some guy in like. Instead of metal, he's covered in dirt, ground, rock, whatever you want to call it. That character in particular gets taken down by Invincible so quickly. And then, later on, and when I say later on, I mean later on, several issues down the road, we see him again. And you're like, okay, whatever. Minor, well, big spoilers here. 
So whoever doesn't want to hear this, uh, you know, I would say skip. Well, I would say read one through forty-seven and then come back because I may throw some random stuff at you. Uh, then you see that he is a part of this gang, or the or, or not even a gang. You 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 see that he is, you know, wanting to turn around and and be good. And he tells Invincible, "Hey, we need to go check this out." And they're like, okay. And they go. Invincible gets basically freaking... Uh, he, he gets jumped by like all these supervillains. Invincible is able to take, it, take out a majority of them. And then the end of that issue. Rock guy over here. Flea market freaking Colossus. Becomes the leader of that gang. Because Invincible helped take them out. And you're like, what? And then later on. You don't see anything from him. But around 45 to 47, you see that he's coming back into play. It's these little things that, like, like uh, Robert Kirkman will give you one panel. One panel of a character. And you may look at it and be like, this has zero zilch, nothing to do with the story. And then a few issues, that one panel dedicated to that one character that one character now has three panels dedicated to him and then two issues after that two pages now dedicated to him and then you realize that whole snap he is now a part he has basically embedded him directly into the story and now he's a main villain or that he is a main conflict within the story this is amazing. You don't see this kind of stuff in these comics anymore. You don't see it in modern comics. I, I honestly don't see it as much. I feel like people have tried to do it, and it just doesn't come out uh, the way they planned, or they completely forget about it, and then they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm like, because I will be completely honest, Joshua Williamson, he wrote something, you know, he, I think he put something in, like, issue six, and then, like, near issue 90 of his run he's like oh look i paid it off no you just you just remembered it and so you want to try to connect it and then think oh i've been planning this all along no robert kirkman shows that he has everything planned out to the t and it is great it is fun it is emotional it is exhilarating the, I I would honestly I would say top five, but I'm I'm talking myself into top three. Honestly, um, I think Power Rangers will forever hold my heart. Uh, quite possibly at number one or number two. Like I haven't even really thought about what are my top three comics. Uh, to ever read, to be honest. Um, but I would I would clearly put Invincible in the top three. And, and I know that's saying a lot because it's it's something that I'm just now reading. And it's not brand new. It is definitely not brand new. I remember seeing Invincible number one on the shelf when I was a kid. Just like, look, like I, I remember seeing that costume or that fir very first issue, the, the, the cover of the first issue. I remember seeing that on the shelf. And not thinking anything of it. 
Like, that's how old this book. And don't you ever, like, just kick yourself in the head with that, you know? Having the opportunity. You knew that at one point you had the opportunity to grab an issue number one, like an Invincible, like a Walking Dead. And then you find out years later that that issue is worth, like, a stupid amount of money. It's ridiculous. It's stupid ridiculous. But I really, really really like this book. It's so much fun. Um, I'm really invested in Mark, where he's going, what he's been through. You know, uh, a little backstory. Um, You know, Mark, he is half human because his dad is a part of an alien race called, and let me actually get this here. He is part of an alien race named I'm almost there hold on hold on called I know that they are here hold on well crap uh well the planet was called Voltrum uh but they Voltramites I think is what they're considered And it's really funny also, because this book has so many, like, in the very first uh, volume, has so many uh, callbacks and and innuendos to to Superman. And they played off really funny. Robert Kirkman was able to to play it off as a joke really, really well. Uh, We talk about that in the comic book rundown episode that should be dropping soon. So check that out. And... You know, like I said, he develops his powers. He meets this team called the Teen Team. So the Teen Titans, but it's instead of Teen Titans, it's the Teen, T-E-E-N, Team, T-E-A-M. And that's where we uh, learn about characters like Robot, uh, Duplicate, and uh, Rexplode, as well as Adam Eve, uh... Adam Eve, you learn, uh, is actually a character who she goes to high school with Mark. They find out, like, oh, you look very familiar, and they find each other. Uh, and there is clearly some sort of attraction in the beginning. You you very much sense it, but it doesn't go anywhere because they're really good friends. But by the end of the first compendium, which is around issues 40 to 47, we learn that, like, okay, they they really have feelings for each other, and they need to, like, the, well, not need, but they, they want to be together. But also, Mark starts a relationship in high school and goes throughout college with this girl, Amber. And even that relationship, you're invested, you know? And he cares about her, and he wants to live a normal life, and he has a best friend, William, which I want to say, William, I understand that he is a best friend of Mark, but he is a dick. And I don't know if I could be best friends with somebody like William. Just because, like, majority of their conversations are just, like, I wouldn't say negative, but I would say very aggressive. And it's like, I I understand tough love, but I don't sense that from William. I just think he's a really just, he's a big 
dick. And I'm sorry for saying this so many times, but he just is. But one of the biggest obstacles throughout this, uh, you know, this first compendium, these first, you know, 10 or so issues, I want to make sure that it's actually 10 issues. Um, we see that his dad, who is in this world or in this universe, like the, um, I would say he is the number one hero, basically. He is the top dog whenever it comes to um, the, you know, the, the whole the whole superhero business. He is the top dog. He works for the government. But one of the bigger things is the fact that he is actually still very much, uh, from from what we see, is very much somebody who is like for Voltrum, and he is like purebred Voltramite. So his goal is to take over the world, basically. And Mark is not okay with this, and there is a huge fight, and that is a big part of the story. And, you know, I, I, I was mind blown at all of this and it leaves his mom in a horrible state. It leaves him in a horrible mental state and Kirkman spends time on these things, on this subject in a manner that isn't so boring. That isn't just like, you know, it, it's because you would you would think that in in a title that is so full of action that you would get really bored with the downtime, and you don't. Like Kirkman just makes you really care about the Graysons as a family and as characters, and you need that development. And I just don't. I don't get that from characters these days. I don't get that in my DC characters. I don't get that very much in my Marvel characters. And I would say, if any writers, upcoming writers, um, whether it be in comics or novelizations or anything, pick this book up, read it, learn from it. I need more of this in and and I understand I understand Tom King did want a 100 issue arc Williamson got 100 issues Williamson didn't do anything with it Tom King attempted to do something but he just didn't get the downplay right he got the he he, he got the high stakes he got you know the really big moments but it was just the lower parts that people got annoyed with this has those moments that just work so well for this story. And, you know, we deal with aliens. We deal with regular humans. We deal with alternate dimensions. We deal with a little bit of time travel. This book goes all over the place, but it makes it work. 
And it's so, so good. So good. And I understand, I think, Tony actually has one more question uh, for me on the uh, Comic Book Legion uh, post that I put. Let me actually look at that post right now. Uh, Tony's last question. uh, Well, this is actually... uh, so yeah, that's all I'm going to say about Invincible. I, I've really been enjoying this book. Uh, but uh, my last question, like I said, is from Tony. And his question is, what's one book you would love to add to the upcoming future state books and by who? So I've been, I, I looked at the actual, because uh, I saved all of the uh, covers of the books. So that way I could actually see what all we had, and who they were by. Um, And I know I have them somewhere. Hold on. There they are. Okay. So, just as a follow-up, so that way we all know, we have the next Batman. We have Batman Superman. We have Catwoman. We have Aquaman. We have the the Dark Detective. We have the Flash, Green Lantern, Harley Quinn, Immortal Wonder Woman, Justice League, Superwoman, Legion of Superheroes, Nightwing, Robin Eternal, Shazam, Superman of Metropolis, Superman vs. Imperial Lex, Superman, Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, Swamp Thing, Superman, Worlds of War, Teen Titans, and Wonder Woman. That is a mouthful. But I was thinking about this, and one of my big books that I had during Rebirth, which was actually... Something that I believe I have the entire run. I might be just missing one book in particular. Um, is Green Arrow. Um, in this world of a neon future. I know that we have things like the Dark Detective. Uh, the Next Batman. And Nightwing. Um, I think that with the climate of real world situations. Uh, right now, in today's society, the next Batman would work very well alongside a Green Arrow. And I know that seems very odd, but uh, just going to mention, you know, if, if you remember reading Rebirth, uh, Green Arrow Rebirth, um very liberal um and i will say great storytelling fun storytelling um it it had it had stakes it it had amazing action had amazing art ryan otley was so good with that i would say and i know people are just like he's on too many books don't do it um i would i would gen if, if Dan Mora wasn't doing The Dark Detective, because if I remember correctly, I don't think Dan Mora is actually doing The Dark Detective interiors. Now, I want to double check. Because let me, let me really quickly. I have the press release, which has all of the... Man, when did we learn about... There we go, right there. Future State. Looking at it now... The Dark Detective. Uh, 
Yeah, so so Dan Mora is doing the Dark Detective. Uh, if Dan Mora could do another book, I would say Green Arrow. But if Dan Mora is too busy doing the Dark Detective, I would honestly say uh, give it to Ryan Otley. Uh, not oh yeah, Ryan Ot dude Ryan Otley on a Green Arrow book that would be fun. Um, I don't know how long he's done. Uh, he is currently going to be doing his contract with uh, 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 freaking uh, Marvel. And I think I said Ryan Otley earlier uh, with Green Arrow. No, uh, uh, Otto Schmidt. Sorry, Otto Schmidt did Green Arrow on Rebirth. But if, of course, Ryan Otley is not done with his contract with Marvel, I would say give it back to Otto. Otto Schmidt did amazing work on Green Arrow and Rebirth. Seeing him return to the character would be really, really fun. I know that he's kind of gone a little bit in that, uh, what, what, what would you call it? Not stereotypical, but uh, I, I, I get, oh man, what is it? What is it called when you are stuck doing like the same kind of work? Um, typecasted for people with bows and arrows because he went from doing uh, Green Arrow to Hawkeye. Uh, to Marvel, so, but I would say bring bring Ryan Otley. Uh, if if Ryan Otley doesn't want to do it, see if freaking Gleason wants to come back and have Gleason do Green Arrow. I think that would be really really fun. But if you want to go the gritty route, if you want to go the gritty route for a neon future, I would say come back to oh gosh, who is doing Rorschach right now? Uh, and I know that freaking Mark, my co-host, would love that. Uh, uh, Jorge Fornes. Give it to Fornes. Give Fornes the uh, neon future freaking uh, gritty green arrow I would to, to fight along the next Batman against the Magistrate. I think that would be awesome. I think that would work so, so well. But, uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to Future State. I actually texted Mark, I think, two days ago. Let me actually see. I can't remember the math right off the top of my head. But, oh, right here, yeah. Uh, it's looking, without taxes, of course. I just did uh, the regular cover prices. As of right now, the very first month of Future State looks like it's going to be costing me about $76. So, remember, guys... Uh, please, please, please remember to save up your money for a future state. It's going to be an expensive, very expensive uh, little event that's going on. I think there is two books that I may be getting that are actually $7.99. I think it's actually Superman Wonder Woman is $7.99 for some reason. Uh, but, you know, it, it's two characters that a lot of people are going to want to go towards. So I understand why. They want to go that high. But for this mini event, I think they should have gone a little bit lower uh, just to bring people back in. Because that was, you know, the big promise of Rebirth. Everything was going to be $2.99. And then once they took off the Rebirth banner, of course, they raised everything to $3.99. But we'll see. We will definitely see. I'm very excited for everything that's going to be coming out of January and February. And let's hope for the best, I guess. I, I Oh, as far as... Did I say writer? Did I say writer on... I can't remember if I said the writer on my green arrow. I can't remember. 
Oh, man. See, this is what happens when you try to record when you, like, first wake up. Um, I would want, as a writer of Green Arrow, uh, I would have to go back to my Power Ranger roots and either say Kyle Higgins or uh, Ryan Parrott. Ryan Parrott has done some really great things uh, in this tail end of Mighty Morphin, but he did an amazing job on Necessary Evil and with Go Go Power Rangers. Uh, and then Kyle Higgins, he did great work on Nightwing. Of course, he's done some amazing work on uh, uh, freaking Batman as well. He created Shattered Grid for Power Rangers. I think he would do some really cool things with a Green Arrow character. Uh, so yeah, so if I, I would say either Ryan Parrott or Kyle Higgins on the writing portion of the book, and then either uh, Ryan Otley, Dan Mora, or uh, Jorge uh, Fornes on the art. So there's a lot of possibilities with all of those combined, but I think a Green Arrow book would be pretty fun. Um, what? And, you know, you could do a little bit of homaging towards uh, freaking uh, The Dark Knight Returns with uh, freaking Ollie being an old man. Or you can bring, you know, his son in there and, you know, talk about the relationship between uh, Ollie and Black Canary, you know. I think it would be fun. But uh, with that, guys, I am going to go ahead and put this out to a close. I uh, didn't want to make this episode too, too long. I have to start getting ready for work. Um, but yeah, this was really fun. Please, guys, go check out Invincible. Um, and remember, we will be back to a normal schedule of talking about books. You know, just me and Mark. So go check that out. Oh, and also, go check out The Geek ultimate alliance network because there is a show that was just announced we'll talk about it more next week but go check it out all right thanks guys of course you know where to find me at fanboy clay on every social media account and uh yeah i will see you guys next week see you later